Is everyone's phone in airplane mode? I feel like I hear a little bit of a... Mine has uh, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and LTE turned on, and then I'm making several calls. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to our Friends the Anthology episode 23. We're going to be talking about the Clone Wars this week. I'm Ron. I'm David. And we brought Sam back. Thanks for having me again. Sam never left. (laughs) It feels that way. It definitely (laughs) feels that way. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about Season 4, Episode 10, Carnage of Krell. Which David knew. I had to look it up, but I should have had you intro it. Oh, it's worth mentioning that this show is streaming on Netflix, so it's pretty easy to check out if you want to follow along. Sam, do you want to start off the quick summary? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, this one isn't quite as long as the first one, but uh, so in Carnage of Krell, we we start off with Captain Rex pleading for the lives of Fives and Jesse, and they have been arrested and are facing court martial for disobeying orders from Krell on the battlefield. Krell is the Jedi commander in charge of their platoon. And throughout the course of the episode, Krell attempts to execute these two clones and their clone brothers refuse to do so because they deem this punishment too harsh and the actions that that Fives and Jesse took to disobey those orders directly led to saving many clones' lives. So they figured this is an unfair punishment and they confront General Krell about this and it is revealed that this entire time he has been colluding with the enemy and wait i thought he wasn't colluding with the enemy but he planned on he oh, had sensed a yeah. shift in the you're you're correct he he was acting Guys, as an enemy let's get it together on he was Star acting Wars. as an well, enemy thanks agent thanks for joining us Sam. i think david got it from here <laughs> <laughs> but i'm glad you were paying attention and correcting me. So yeah, he was acting as an enemy agent, but he was not officially affiliated with the separatist movement, but he was he was acting in a way that he was hoping to join them. The first and last time I will ever correct anyone on Star Wars lore. <laughs> <laughs> so then after he is confronted, a pursuit ensues. He kill Krell kills many clones and retreats into the jungle. And they have to pursue him. I like this episode. Ooh. Surprise. I'm happy. I really like this episode, too. But uh, I don't uh, understand. Uh, cut. Cut. <laughs> cut. <laughs> Abort. You, you can do that later. <laughs> uh, but I don't understand why a Jedi would turn. Are there... Do Jedis go bad? See, and this is why I picked this episode, is because the Clone Wars serve as a really good example as to... It highlights this. This is not the first and not the only time that this happens. It's it's more frequent than it's implied in any of the movies. That this war has a corrupting influence over the Jedi, and more of them turn to the dark side than you would than you would expect so this this i thought was sort of the prime example of that i do like that in a way and it it might just be because you're so limited with runtime in the movies that you you can't highlight other jedi turning but Mm -hmm. 
I do like that it seems like the the morality of the Jedi's and loyalty is a bigger question in this show than in the movies. And I think that based on if, if this episode is kind of an indication of what the other ones are like, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm really curious to see what other like examples of the Jedi's turning and the the morality of the clones. And like I think it poses some really interesting questions and some questions that feel pertinent to a real discussion about war and about yeah loyalty Mm -hmm. it's interesting and it also you know it it questions the command structure you know what i mean and just because he's the general and they do a lot of this is actually the the closing episode of like a four episode arc okay um and so they follow his orders they to disastrous consequences and somehow persevere in spite of all of the orders that he's giving them. And then sort of the culminating moment where they realize that he has, he doesn't have their best interests at heart is when he orders two clone platoons to attack one another under the guise that the, the other platoon is disguised as clones, but they're actually the enemy. And this is a kid show. Yeah. And I feel like from a kid show, you would expect the lesson of like, always do what you're told kids. And the sort of instead taking this direction where you're questioning like military command structure and court marshalling and mm-hmm. corporal punishment, it's like, it poses some really heavy questions. Plus, it also goes back to that the whole purpose of the show, I guess, where you see more of these clones realizing that they're they're individuals. Yeah, yeah, and and learning to and then finding a brotherhood just among all the clones too. Like, yeah. we can trust each other. It's interesting. Yeah. And also, you have... I mean, the Jedi are not clones. They're this external influence. They're different. They're yeah. the others. And you also get this sense that the Jedi consider themselves to be all-important. Yeah. When And yet, you know, it's a, it's the clone army that's constantly sacrificing themselves on mm-hmm. the front line. Like, the movies never examined that tension between the you know, the generals and the, and the troops on the ground. Yeah. And it's a really and obvious it, And it kind of speaks to your point about Order 66, where it might have been easier for them to pull the trigger on the Jedi when there because were they've had these... plenty of instances where this happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Krell is really cool, by the way. He, he has four arms, awesome. two lightsabers, and they're Krell, like double lightsabers. I have lightsabers. it written down, is a yeah. member of the Besselisk race. Who, uh, I we don't need to bring race into, it. <laughs> but with his yes, he has uh, two dual bladed lightsabers, which he with his four arms wields with great effectiveness, and I I really enjoy the sort of the the final battle that he has between the clones. It's it's pretty pretty impressive. Just his spinning and twirling and mowing down of of the clones. Yeah, I feel like the cinematography in this episode was actually pretty cool. There's a shot I remember of him leaping out of that glass window yeah. and this wide shot from below as he like tumbles towards the ground. You see his lightsabers and I, I know I talked about the animation. I have something to say about the animation as well. Addendum or amendment to my previous point. They are very good at designing the aliens, I think. Hmm. I think this animation really lends itself to aliens. So like Krell, and then who was the guy in the last one that was not the bug dude, but the, me- oh, but the one kind of, the, of mean. one of the bounty hunters, yeah, yeah, that was assisting in the training. I don't yeah. actually remember the character's name. He was a really cool design. design. Yeah, and I think that in this episode in particular, 
the lighting is really cool. Like they do some really interesting stuff with volumetric lighting because it's a foggy planet. Yeah, yeah. You got the blasters, the lightsabers. Yeah. I I really enjoyed this episode visually. And interesting planet design too. Yeah. You know, it's a planet we haven't seen. And if you look at something like The Force Awakens, if there's one thing I would knock it for, it would be this sort of like relatively tame that like planet design yeah, like oh you got the desert planet the, you got yeah, the forest yeah. planet yeah whereas this planet seemed distinctly alien mm-hmm. you know kind of jungle like and giant neon glowing venus fly traps mm-hmm. basically it, it's really cool that we're seeing worlds that we haven't before and it's also cool that in the previous episode we saw more of camino which yeah. we had seen before so either way i guess I guess I'm a pushover is what I'm trying to say. If it's a new planet, I'm happy. If it's an old planet, I'm like, oh, cool, it's an old planet. <laughs> I'm easy to please. This show so far is really grim in the sense that both of these episodes have been about soldiers' lives, and we never see them having fun. They're just soldiers. They're yeah. always fighting. They're always on. They're never, like, mm-hmm. they don't have any downtime. We never yeah. see them at ease, which I think part is due to like the the scope of the show and the focus of the show and i I can't imagine an episode that would revolve around something i want to see them go to the movies (laughs) (laughs) but like i think the side effect of it is is that it it's it's just really dark that these are their lives that's all they do yeah there's not a lot of levity i mean there there are like moments of levity throughout the shows but uh i mean like there's there's not a lot of like light-hearted themes It, it, it portrays the clones sort of as if they're always on the front lines and you know like the stress of that weighing on them all the time 100 percent of the time that any moment could be their last yeah they could see other brothers die and wouldn't they be sort of like Django fett they're kind of wouldn't there be some sort of tendency towards disregard for human life that type of thing because Django fett well i guess bounty hunter that gets killer. into the philosophical debate of whether your personality is dictated by your genes or by your experiences. Let's do it. I'm rolling up my sleeves. <laughs> we got time. You wore long sleeves for this. <laughs> Let's solve the questions of the cloning ethics. Well, no, it's a combination, but oh, wait, are you talking about in the show or like in the canon or just in real life? No, I mean, real life. Yeah. Oh. I mean, cause the case could be made well, in, in both, but the case could be made that um, Django Fett was the way he was because of, the childhood that he endured that he ne- wouldn't necessarily be that way or have those like predispositions to just pull the trigger right away i was just curious if that was part of what entered it like what enables them to do it but i guess not so i will say that i still can't really tell anyone apart <laughs> which i think was maybe more of a problem in this episode than the other i i felt really like they times... try to they do a kind of a clever device of like With... giving tattoos and different hairstyles and things yeah and I'm just bad with faces in general. And when they all have the same face, yeah. <laughs> it makes it that much harder. So I think they did just about everything they could to differentiate it. But I still mm-hmm. had a moment. Did you not want to spoil the sort of twist? Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's. I want to talk about. So last episode has this kind of defined story with a clear arc. This one has a much better one. This is way less ham handed. Yeah, I guess you could see it coming. It's a natural result of the whole plot, but. It's it's really I really like it. Quick recap: so the captain is the one who keeps clashing with Krell, and then when they finally capture him, and the captain realizes that Krell is, you know, Krell tries to make it out like he's like the captain is causing a mutiny, but uh, Krell is the one being treasonous, and then 
he has to execute Krell and he can't quite bring himself to do it. And Krell's most loyal uh, soldier, one of the clones who, you know, was chastising the captain for yeah. for bringing anything uh, in opposition to Krell. He's the one who ends up pulling because he feels the most betrayed. Yeah. And it's really well executed, too, because you see Krell collapse. You see the like, you see the bullet hit him and you turn and it, it shows the captain with his gun drawn and then uh it cuts to the guy that actually shot him like it's just a actually it's better than that because that that guy was was being held prisoner as well because he wasn't willing to go along with the mutiny and he grabs the gun out of another soldier's oh, that's holster right mm-hmm. and it's that's really good and that's another thing it's like they all they all have different personalities you know they all have their own different breaking point and for dogma that the guy who eventually pulled the trigger. He wasn't willing to accept the reality that the Jedi could possibly be betraying them until he had no other choice but to accept it. It was right there in front of him. And then it, then he then he couldn't take it, and then he sort of snapped and yeah. shot Krell. And that's where my inability to recognize faces came into play, was I knew based on the way the whole thing was executed based on the, context that that was yeah, the guy but the, you're like oh i didn't actually recognize him yeah i felt like i was i was like reverse engineering the story arc i was like oh it would make the most impact if yeah okay yeah. i figured it out which is is mostly my own shortcoming yeah but uh and i think that part of that you're watching these and sort of just like four episode snippets you know what i mean like so i feel like if you watch the entire arc of this it would be easier to identify that's a good point yeah, yeah. They did have really good previously ons. You know, I felt like they brought me up to speed really well. And I really dig. And it was someone a previously at work. on? Yeah. Yeah. Before every episode, they sort of do a little recap of anything that would be information that would be necessary to the plot of the I episode you're about to I watch. I don't remember it at all. She watched it on Netflix. Yeah. It might they have skipped them. it. And they they framed them as um like uh, propaganda. Yeah, like war propaganda. Yeah, which is really cool. Like huh. like those old like nineteen forties like newsreels that you would watch like before you watched a movie that they were just like air like footage of the war and they had that, that sounds an, awesome announcer guy they always had the same kind of voice. Oh, is May does Mace Windu ever show up in this show? Because I really like Mace Windu. Yes, and does Yoda? Those are my two favorites. Yes, Jedi. Just say yes. Yes. <laughs> Any other people you like to show up? <laughs> are they going to show up in episodes we're going to see? Uh, we'll have to wait and find out. Okay, I hope you're not. Teasing me needlessly. Teasing. <laughs> what? <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to mention about the episode? No, I think we pretty much covered everything I wanted to get to. All right. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Tune in next week for season two, episode 14, Duchess of Mandalore. See you next time and have an amazing week.